Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. Receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it. Their free to play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And it was truly a, a performance to die for the Eagles went down to Dallas, dropped the deuce, according to Jalen hurts, trying to flush it and make it go away. But truly a, a, a debacle down in Dallas. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing to lose big. It's another thing to lose huge to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football, complete disaster for Nick Sirianni, complete disaster for Jalen hurts and the defense. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Rob, what are your takeaways from that game? Utter domination. I mean, wow. Uh, could it have been any worse? I think I had flashbacks to the game a couple of years ago. I attended in person in Dallas when we got smoked uh, as well. Um, but really we just got beat in all phases of the game. Offense could not move the ball. I mean, how do we run the ball three times? I didn't even know that was possible to call three running plays in a game. Not to mention you call three running plays. Miles Sanders had two runs for 27 yards. So it wasn't like he got stopped two times, you know, maybe let's keep it going a little bit, but you know, it it was just brutal. I, I felt down and out after it. And you know, we got beat, like I said, in all phases, the defense got beat, the offense got beat. There's really just no positive. Somehow we made that Eagles defense look like they were, you know, a buddy Ryan defense from years ago. It it was just uh, a sad showing quite honestly uh, from the Eagles. Justin, where are you at? Not, I mean, it was just a, a complete debacle from, from early on. What are your thoughts on that loss? Yeah, I haven't thought about Buddy Ryan in a while, but Rob really <laughs> kind of pointed it out. Yeah, it was, uh, you guys just hit on it. It was abysmal. And I think, you know, obviously you don't want to look at a deuce before you flush it. But when you are the deuce, as the Eagles were, and I would even say Jalen Hurts' play was, I think you got to look at it a little bit in order to see what's coming out because what's coming out right now is not anything pretty. Uh, Jalen really struggled, obviously. 
the coaching was abysmal, as you guys pointed out, on both the offense and defense. There's, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but yeah, it was it was ugly. And like Rob said, it was a reminder of that game we went to in Dallas a few years ago. And we haven't played well there, I think, in the past three years. Horrible showings. And I'd like to see if we could do something better, hopefully, next season. But uh, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, it, w- it was brutal. I mean, for me, in order, who I blame the most for the loss big number one has to be Nick Sirianni. I mean, we're leading the league in penalties right now. And a a lot of it just has to be coaching very sloppy. And when you only call three design runs, the entire goddamn game, of course, they're going to, they're the offensive line is going to get holding penalties. They know you're going to throw. So the defensive line is able to tee off. I I think second I'm going Jonathan Gannon, Uh, the defense. Yes. They got a defensive touchdown, but again, seemed completely unprepared. He was sitting back in the zone. That was very easy to carve up. We heard all this buzz of in the preseason about, Oh, he's got these multiple fronts. He's got a defense. That's going to focus on generating turnovers. And yes, we got that defensive touchdown. Uh, That is uh, one of the rare bright spots, but really the defense looked pretty horrible rounding out. Of course, uh, Jalen hurts deserves a nice chunk of the blame. Starting with that underthrow on the uh, on the deep ball to get his first interception, the pick six uh, was bad. His accuracy overall was pretty rough, but you know, and not to make too much too many excuses for him, but this is his what seventh start. I mean, we saw it in in Carson's rookie year, that game against Cincinnati. McNabb had a had a game against Indy his rookie year, where it's very bad. You know, one touchdown, three interception type performance. So, I mean, he certainly deserves a big chunk of the blame for how things went down, but coaching just did not put him in a position to succeed at all. And I'm, I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. I, I just think you have realized that this guy is still essentially a rookie quarterback and you just can't have him throw the ball every single play, except three insane play calling. Oh, just, just so frustrating. Rob, how about you? Who's, who's the most to blame? Yeah, obviously Nick Sirianni, number one. I mean, he came out and and laid an absolute egg of, of an offensive game plan. Um, you know, no cohesion, no, uh, you know, never got in a rhythm. And, you know, this was an important game. He didn't bounce back from last game that I didn't think he had a, a good game as well. So now we have two games in a row where I really think his game plan has been subpar. So he absolutely deserves number one blame. And like you said, with the penalties, that has to start with the coaching. Uh, most penalized team in the league that just cannot stand. We're not going to win games like that. So he is absolutely number one. Number two, I am going to give it to Jalen Hurts. And uh, you know, I understand he is a rookie in his seventh game, and I think we do have to keep put that in perspective. But that doesn't mean he can't be responsible for having a bad game. And in this case, he did have a bad game. He was visibly, you know, again has underthrew receivers. Uh, on a deep shot. And he was just missing looks, whether he was hesitant to, to make the throw throwing behind guys. He just visually this game, he did not look good. So I do think he gets the number two blame. And then, you know, number three, I I do think it then goes to Gannon. Um, I, I, you could probably switch two and three, but I'm putting Gannon three just because I, I think we all knew our defense had holes coming into the season. I mean, our linebacking core is just sad. And against that run of Dallas, uh, we just had no chance. And it just doesn't seem like our offense, our defensive line is getting the same push or able to stop the run like we have in the past. And and I don't, I haven't been able to put my finger on exactly why that is. I have to believe it's, it's 
scheme based because most of the players are the same. I mean, Hargrave is absolutely lighting it up. He's yeah. you know one of the bright spots, which we'll touch upon the bright spots, but um, it just visually when I'm watching the game, it seems like there are massive holes for yeah. the running game that I don't remember seeing in prior years. So I think that has to fall back on Gannon. Obviously the players deserve some blame too, but he's, he's my number three spot. Rob, you were texting us, uh, bring back Jim Schwartz, right? <laughs> no, I'm not there yet, but uh, you know, who knows another couple games and maybe I will be uh, saying, bring back Jim. <laughs> Justin, what about you and your order for uh, blame? I think it's important to power rank the blame here. What do you I mean? Who's on the Siri- Sirianni has to be number one, right? Yeah, Sirianni's uh, obviously number one, but I think really closely behind him is Hertz. Uh, Hertz obviously didn't play well, but Sirianni's not giving him a chance to succeed. I mean, and, and I think this actually goes back a little bit to preseason and not playing these guys and not really seeing yeah. what you have with your first string guys. Uh, I understand you want to fill the 54 man roster, figure out, you know, where the talent is and uh, figure out who you could sub in later on. But you also got to see as a first year coach, uh, and with young guys, you know, what kind of talent you really have under the hood. And we didn't get to see that with Hertz. And I think some of this stuff could have been fixed preseason if Hertz had played a little bit more. Uh, for instance, the RPOs, right? Um, Hertz is struggling with that. The fact that he's uh, extending plays, um, linemen are thinking that he's going to, you know, still try to toss the ball or sorry, try to run with the ball. They're going downfield farther than they need to. And he's throwing, I mean, once you see that a couple of times preseason, obviously, you know, you need to fix it and you have things to work on, but with this essentially being, you know, the third game of the season, him not really getting too much work preseason wise, you can't fix those things right away. So it just seems, seems to be, you know, coaching thing first and foremost. And then obviously Hertz is struggling. Uh, It seems like with some of these plays, uh, he's not adjusting. He doesn't seem to be going through his read progressions as much as he should be. Um, it looks like he was giving up on plays and worse uh, part about it is it looked like he was trying to run first before throw uh, during this game, as opposed to what we saw in the first game of the season where it looked like he was, you know, throw first uh, quarterback and then run secondary. So it, it's a bit concerning. As you guys pointed out, the penalties obviously come back to Sirianni and it's super disheartening considering that, he preached fundamentals, right? That was the whole thing that he was talking about as a culture, fundamentals. And obviously that's not uh, taking place right now as we see it. And you guys pointed out again, and I'm not going to linger on it, but obviously we're getting gashed in the run game and he needs to come up with a solution. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's been brutal. Yeah, and Justin, the, you made an interesting point about the RPOs. And, you know, RPOs, I think, can be great on offense. They, they give flexibility. They're tough to defend from a defense. The problem is if you make the same read every single time in terms of turning it into a pass play or maybe keeping yourself, the RPO then becomes very easy to defend. I mean, Sirianni was asked about the the number of runs in his press conference and he made it, uh, you know, alluded that, well, we count uh, an RPO as a running play and, and, and Jalen just was making the reads to, to throw or to do whatever. Well, again, you, you have to be multiple for those plays to work. And it seems like he's just not making the reads to either hand it off or, or to do anything else. So when you become predictable, you know, the offense isn't going anywhere quick. Yeah, no. And again, to Justin's point, maybe this is something you could have sorted out in the preseason more again. It is trying to find, I I guess in their defense to get everyone there healthy, of course, adding to the disaster. We, we have a bunch of uh, offensive line injuries that's that have crept up. 
Jordan Mailata, of course, with the late knee sprain. He's uh, he didn't practice today. Then you got uh, you know the the kid from Alabama, Landon Dickerson. He's banged up. Isaac Sayamalo. He's out for the season. Brandon Brooks is uh, you know will come back at some point. And then even Lane Johnson is is nicked up. So again, one of our strengths and why it was kind of higher than most on the Eagles this season was that. Our offensive line was healthy. Unlike last year, we had a reliable, consistent offensive line, and even that's fallen apart. But I think we have to maybe in this game, there, there's got to be a couple bright spots. For me, I think the that defensive touchdown was a bit of a bright spot. And I'll say this: I, I think Quez Watkins has shown me something. I still am kind of high on him. And I do think there were moments and there were plays where Hertz made some super athletic uh, plays. Like, you know, one of those late touchdowns, again, kind of in garbage time, but he roll out, delivered a strike and, and threw a really sharp ball. So there were, there were some, some bright spots there, but again, not a lot to hang your hat on after that horrible loss. Justin, I know it's tough, but what are some, uh, what are some few bright spots from that game? Well, I mean, we haven't been using Sanders that much, so he's healthy, right? His legs are still good. <laughs> I like that. Right spot there. Um, I guess the only thing I could really take away from this is that Dallas being aside, they are a good team, right? Um, and we got to kind of see what we have and hopefully be able to adjust when we play other good teams. And we'll talk about Kansas city later. So maybe that's kind of a bright spot. The fact that, you know, maybe we could take some, some stuff away from this game and um, the, you know, I don't know what else we could actually take away from it. Honestly, I, I really, I tried to think hard about this one. I couldn't really come up with much. It's Dallas. We got crushed. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's a wake up call that we sucked. Maybe we needed that wake up call. Hopefully, I was hoping that the 49ers game was a wake up call, but maybe we needed a bigger wake up call as far as uh, you know, hey, let's be realistic. We suck right now. Maybe we can turn it around. Rob, what is what is a bright spot, if any? Yeah, I did dig deep here, but I got a couple for you guys. Uh, first of all, uh, Hargrave has been on an absolute tear, and he continued to be on a tear in this Dallas game. I mean, he was the one responsible for that defensive touchdown. I know he didn't, you know, catch the fumble. That was Fletcher Cox, who is still down on my list. By the way, he still has done nothing to me this season. Um, but you know, so he is really living up to the hype and living up to that contract finally, and it's great to see. On. Um, on offense, I, I think there's two things that that I'm gonna take away from it. One, I actually think Andre Dillard played decent. You did yeah. not hear his name getting called a lot, and that was good to see. Obviously, he got beat out by Mylotta. Um, it sounds like it was never really a true competition that that Mylotta won it pretty early. But when he got in there for actual game action, he actually looked okay. Uh, so I'm going to take that away as a positive at minimum. It's giving us great depth. Maybe it makes him more enticeable in a trade. I don't even know if we can trade him now with all our injuries, but you know, so I think that's something to take away. And then the other thing, just looking at, at the stat line, the box score, you know, there's multiple guys that averaged around 10 yards a touch Sanders, and, and I'm talking receiving here, but Sanders had two for 27 yards. Goddard had two for 66 yards. So was averaging 33 yards a touch. Rager had five for 53 Ertz four for 53 Watkins two for 46 Gainwell three for 32 Sanders three for 28 Smith three for 28. So 
when we're actually getting the ball in the guy's hands, their av- their actual a- average per touch is pretty decent. I mean, you get you get the ball to guys and they're averaging over 10 yards a touch, you would think your offense would be moving. Somehow that didn't play out for us, which shows that you know, we just weren't getting the balls in their hand enough, but you know, I'm going to take away that the potential is there that the offense can start, can get the ball moving. Well, and, and Rob claimed that he didn't do any uh, prep for this episode. That's that sound. All those numbers. <laughs> he read a menu <laughs> right, off, right off the top of his head. You're right. And maybe that's what I've, I've been sensing too is, and we saw it in that Atlanta game. Like we get these skill players who have speed, who have burst the yards after catch, there is some potential there. And I think that's what makes this loss and the, the other loss. So, uh, so much more frustrating, Rob, I, I think we need to hear from realist Rob, as far as what's going on with the season overall and, and the expectations for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just want to, uh, you know, again, keep it real as everyone well, and, knows and, also, I, and congratulations on uh, correctly picking the Eagles loss. Well, I, I was just going to note that I, I'm not happy to do it, but I got to be honest with our listeners and I will continue to be honest with our listeners. So um, but look, I, I think we have to face the reality that we just may not be a good football team. I talked about last week, how this was an important game for me to see how Nick Sirianni bounced back. We, we talked about after San Francisco and I've already touched upon this a little, but, but he did not have a good offensive game plan. I mean, against the San Francisco 49ers, the big issue was our wide receivers literally didn't have a catch in the entire second half of the game. And now this week, we're coming from a game where we literally ran three running plays. So that's back to back, awful offensive calls for him. And it's concerning. That's a red flag. I mean, there's a lot of bad coaches in this league, but I don't remember any of them only running the ball three times or, you know, teams not getting catches to wide receivers. So he needs to adjust really quickly. Or my fear is the team's going to start losing confidence in him. Again, we're only three games in. I'm not going to panic yet, but there is definitely cause for concern. And that goes equally for Jalen hurts. You know, again, I'm not saying he has the weak arm, but again, we're seeing him unable to, to develop, to uh, deliver a deep ball. He's to come up short again. And in this league, if you're not going to be able to make those throws, if you're going to come up short time after time, again, if you're going to throw behind receivers, you're not going to be a starting quarterback for long. I think he can make the throws. I don't know if it's a timing issue, but there's enough cause to be concerned. Um, you know, I like the guy a lot. His mentality is fantastic. It was a breath of fresh air to hear him actually take accountability after the game. I listened to his entire press conference. So I would say that's actually a positive, you know, I'm sick of the we have to get better. And, you know, I, I think Carson never really took accountability after a game, whereas Hertz basically said it was on me. I played terrible. So, um, but look at the end of the day, Vegas set us at six and a half games for a reason. Maybe they were right. Maybe we're just not that good of a team this year. And maybe we're in for a long season. And I think we might need to be prepared for that. Well, the one, uh, the one uh, thing, and maybe it, it should have belonged in the bright spot is the Colts have been zero and three. Carson has played every snap. The Dolphins are one and two with Tua on the injury. So, I think right now, if the season ended today, with the Colts pick, the Dolphins picking our own pick, we would have three top ten picks in the first round. So, 
Again, not something you want to be thinking about after three weeks in the NFL season, but Hey, there are 14 games left. Maybe we can turn this thing around. We're going to switch gears and head over to the chiefs preview. Got a uh, special guest, John diehard uh, chiefs fan will be joining us in just a second before we do oh. <laughs> before we do that. Want to shout out win bet. Of course, we're talking Eagles. We're talking the win total. Talking the spread right now over at WinBet. The Eagles are a seven point home dog against the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you want to get down in that game or any of the, uh, you know, plenty of plenty of games they have to offer over at WinBet, just head over to winbet.com or download the win betting app and get a risk free bet up to $1,000. That's winbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is where America goes to buy and sell real sports tickets. As you guys know, I'm sitting on a Jalen Hurts MVP ticket. Maybe uh, now, not the time to sell. Hopefully, it skyrockets in value after he shreds the Chiefs. We'll see. That's the fun thing about PropSwap.com. Uh, you can get the best deals on uh, tickets because it's, you know, if a guy hits 14 legs on a parlay, he's got one left. He wants to hedge it out. Again, there's uh, plenty of opportunities to buy and sell real sports tickets. And again, if sports betting is not available in your state, this is a, a good alternative to get involved. Propswap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Pixwise. Get free picks, parlays, tons of information, all available over at Pixwise.com. And again, uh, make sure you head over to there to Pixwise.com. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. If your loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Joining us on the show, he, like I said, diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, a uh, Lehigh Valley local. John, John, what's happening, man? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, huge Chiefs fan since I was a little kid, and uh, I'm thrilled to have an opportunity to talk about them. So now I, I'm not 100% on your background. I know, I, I know you from uh, back in the day when I lived in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but how did you become a uh, Chiefs fan? It was my grandma. She was a huge Joe Montana fan back in the day. And just as I was kind of really getting into football, he got traded from San Francisco to Kansas city and uh, the rest is history. I just fell in love with the team. I watched, you know, I was, I was a fan back when we had like a really ru bad run of quarterbacks. And so uh, getting to watch Pat Mahomes has been a real treat. <laughs> yeah, no, he's no uh, Steve DeBerg, but he's, he's done all right for you guys. What was it like as a, uh, where do you stand as uh, you know, living in the Lehigh Valley when the Eagles are doing well, when they're doing bad, do you like to see the Eagles do poorly? Do you, or do you consider like the Eagles, your NFC team? Where are you at with the Eagles? Yeah, I guess I would, I would consider the Eagles, my NFC team. If, if the chiefs aren't in it, I, you know, I watch Eagles games. I enjoy the, the birds and I go down to the stadium. I know uh, my sister's actually going down to the game this week. She's a chiefs fan because of me. So she's going to watch the, the game down at the, at the link. So yeah, big, big Eagles uh, fan. If the chiefs aren't in it. And of course the Andy Reed connection just makes it all that much better. And I, and I assume you're smart enough not to go down to the link and root for the chiefs, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that stupid. I mean, I, I do think that the chiefs get like a little bit of, I've seen a few games and you know, like the birds fans don't get as angry about the chiefs as they do against like an NFC East, but I'm still not going to mess around and wear chiefs gear. <laughs> smart choice there. All right. Let's, let's talk about your chiefs. One and two for, I think uh, I saw a stat first time they're below 500, I think since 2015, 
two uh, kind of tough losses. I mean, they were up big on the Ravens and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumbled it away, had plenty of opportunities uh, against the chargers. What's up with this uh, one and two chiefs team. I think there, there's a lot of transition. You know, you look at the Super Bowl last year against Tampa and that offensive line, it might have been the worst performance of an offensive line in the Super Bowl, maybe in a game I've ever seen. And they got rid of everybody. They you know that's an entire brand new starting offensive line. We got Orlando Brown from, from the Ravens. Uh, we traded our first round pick for him. They signed Joe Thune, who was supposed to be amazing, uh, you know, as an all pro. We got two rookies in Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith playing. Uh, and then we got this Lucas Nyang, who admittedly I don't know a whole lot about, but there was a lot of hope that the offensive line would be stronger. I think so far we haven't seen it. Uh, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is averaging 4.3 yards a carry. His longest carries 14 yards and his backup, uh, Daryl Williams is 2.7 yards a carry longest run is seven yards. So there's not a whole lot of running going on. And, uh, Pat has been somewhat inefficient. That said, I think the offensive line will gel over time. And I think that this offense is good. It's the defense. It's the real problem. Yeah, no, I mean the defense, it looks to, yeah, bunch of holes. And especially with the running game uh, has certainly had issues for the chiefs. And then the turnovers, which we had never really been uh, an issue for the chiefs, but even Mahomes throwing a couple kind of interceptions that are certainly not in his uh, normal nature. I, Oh, as an Eagles fan, I I was annoyed that they lost not only to the Ravens, not only to the Chargers, but now if we're going to take them down, it means the Chiefs would have lost three games in a row. This I feel like is the worst time to play the Chiefs. One thing I am holding on uh, to is that you guys have a big game against the Bills after this, so maybe maybe you know you guys have watched the Monday Night game. The Chiefs are like ah, the Eagles they're pushovers. We really should be preparing for the Bills sleepwalking into this game in Philly, and and maybe we snake a win. Are you worried about the Chiefs not getting up for this game? I gotta tell you, I'm not. I think that two losses, these back to back losses, especially against the Ravens when they they were gonna win, uh, you know that that was a wake up call. And then you know you look at the turnovers; they were in scoring position against San Diego three out of four times. They would have scored. You know, they, I think they had some crazy number, like 30, 32 or 33 first downs in the game. This offense is going to be fine. The only thing I'm concerned about, they can't stop the run, you know, and I don't, I don't think the Eagles can run the ball or actually run the ball at all at the moment. So I'm not overly concerned, but if they do run the ball, I'm a little nervous. Oh, we may not be able to run the ball. Also, we just don't run the ball. Yeah, so you don't even gonna... have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be helpful. If you guys just say, Hey, we're not going to run just like you did last game. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are hoping we only run three running plays again uh, this week. Which, if they do, I Nick Sirianni for his own personal welfare, he, he's got to call at least a dozen running plays, or he might not get out of that stadium alive. All right, let's actually let's get to some nitty gritty here. Uh, Rob, we'll let you start. What do you think the Eagles need to do on offense to uh, you know to get a W against these Chiefs? They just have to be more balance. Like John said, if, if their weakness, and I don't, I don't know what their weakness is on defense, but if their weakness is running, we're going to have to run the ball. And I just think overall, we're going to have to be a balanced team. And I think the key is to not have any turnovers. Obviously that's the key of any game, not have turnovers, but against a team as good as the chiefs, we're already going to have a tough task to keep up with them scoring. So if we turn the ball over and lose drives due to turnovers, we have no chance. So um, you know, just a balanced attack. Again, I want to see the cohesive game plan that I was hoping to see last week. 
Um, and maybe that gives us a chance, but you know, we're going to have to score a lot of points and I think it's going to be tempting again for Sirianni to get in this, you know, almost panic mode where he thinks he has to pass, pass, pass to keep up with the chiefs offense. And I don't think that's in our best interest. You know, there is an advantage too to running the ball, slowing down the clock, giving the defense a rest, taking some time of possession. Um, you can't just panic immediately, start running and going three or start throwing and going three and out. So that that's what I think we need to do on offense. Justin, what about you? Any, uh, any other angles here? You think the Eagles have to hammer to, to have an impact and win this game? Yeah, I think Rob brought up a key point there. And that's just the fact that we do need to run. We need to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands as much as possible. Um, uh, our offense hopefully should have a decent time against them. Uh, they're, they're letting up about 32 points a game right now. Their rushing defense blows. They're giving up about, I think on average, 160 yards rushing a game at the moment. And their pass defense is pretty poor as well. So um, if we can do the balance attack, as Rob was pointing out, I think we got a good chance um, and obviously focus more on the run, give Sanders a chance to, to, you know, have the rock, do what he does best, run it down the field. And uh, hopefully we can keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, be successful and win this game. Yeah. And I do think we, we, I know we've struggled to hit on them, but there, those deep shots are still open. This team has speed and I, I think we still need to take some of those shots to possibly shock the uh, Kansas city defense, John, it seems like on defense, you guys just, you said need to slow down the run and, and kind of keep things uh, from getting out of hand and, and, you know, turn for some three and outs there. What about on the, on the offensive side of the ball? I mean, obviously limit the turnovers, but what else do you expect the chiefs to do? And what do you think they have to do in order to get the win? Yeah. Well, let me just one last point about the defense, which I think is, is important. You know, Chris Jones, who was a D tackle, they moved him outside. Now he's playing defensive end. Frank Clark who literally is like 14% of our cap at the moment is not playing. And he's been a huge disappointment. The ends on this defense. And we saw this with the Lamar Jackson you know, they couldn't stop the RPO. Jackson, of course, is ridiculously fast, but I'm wondering if Hurts, same thing. You know, you do that RPO, they skirt out the side because their defensive ends are kind of slow. I think the outside run is a legitimate option for, for the birds this, this week. But uh, in regards to the offense, I mean, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, I believe in Pat 100%. Uh, you know, I think, you know, we lost Sammy Watkins. You know, I was never a huge Sammy fan, but I think we lost our kind of bigger possession receiver outside of uh, Travis Kelsey, they signed Gordon. He's not going to be here for this game. I love Byron Pringle. And if you guys are a fantasy, you know, uh, daily fantasy, I think Byron Pringle is, a uh, if between him and Demarcus Robinson, like, I think he's legit. So, uh, I think they're gonna be fine on offense. I got a quick question for you, John. Did you, uh, ask Patrick's mother, if you could refer to him as Pat, just curious. Yes. <laughs> You're right. I'm not allowed to do that. I should stop that. <laughs> So, so John, let me ask you, if, if you're the Eagles, you're the Eagles defensive coordinator, you're going up against the, uh, against the chiefs. What is the key to, to, we know we're not going to stop the offense, but what's the key to slowing them down? Where's the offense flowing through? Obviously it all starts from Mahomes, but do you take Kelsey away first? Do you take Hill away first? I mean, there's so many weapons. Where do you start? Uh, where does your priority have to be to slow them down? Well, I think if you look at, uh, Patrick's weakness. It, it's that he just doesn't really like taking these, these kind of short passes. And so, you know, we saw Tyreek get bracketed and in the last two games, really, he didn't really do much. 
And Patrick had to kind of just keep dumping it off to, to uh, Travis Kelsey. Of course, he's a monster after the catch. So if you can tackle him, uh, you know, those two guys is where he's looking. And at some point, if you get a little pressure, you bracket Tyreek and, you know, Travis Kelsey's kind of getting this underneath stuff. Patrick will fire down that field at some point. He's going to take a shot. It's just a matter of time. And if you're ready for it, you know, he can be picked and he likes to improvise, which is what happened in the last play of the Chargers game. He'll improvise when he's out of the pocket, throw it up. And sometimes those get picked off. Yeah, no, I, I like that approach of, cause if we let Tyreek Hill get past our, our safeties, we're, we're in real trouble and like rare, uh, good injury news for the Eagles. It looks like Rodney McLeod is scheduled to return. So getting him back in the defensive backfield certainly will help. Justin, what about you? Any any keys to defense? I, I like John's approach of of slowing down Tyree Kill. Certainly easier said than done. Uh, any other keys on defense? I mean, I was looking uh, looking this up. It looks like Casey's faced uh, defense with two high safeties for about e against eighty two percent of their plays, and obviously they have two losses at the moment. Maybe that's something we can look into. See what Gannon has cooked up for him. Um, obviously, I mean, there's Tyreek, but obviously Mahomes, you got to find a way to stop him. And it's just, there's so many weapons there with Kelsey and even Clyde seems to be coming to life. He had over a hundred yards granted against, that was against, uh, the, what the chargers defense, which is worst against the rush, but we haven't been too good either as of late. So, um, I would, I'd key in, try to stop Mahomes. Hopefully we can still stop the rush at this point, but we'll see what we got. Yeah. Rob, what about you? I, I, I like the idea of kind of sitting back in coverage a little bit and even giving them that simple underneath stuff and just hoping it frustrates him to the point that he, he forces something deep. I agree. I think that's all you can do. You got to hope that our line can naturally get a little pressure on him. I don't think we have the talent in the secondary to be blitzing and taking guys away. So I, I think you got to rely on the line to try to get some pressure. Hopefully Hargrave can get some pressure up front. The problem is when he rolls out, he's, you know, just as dangerous. So you're not necessarily even helping yourself, but um, I think we just got to try to keep it underneath. Um, you'll probably see a lot of zone again, this game um, and hope he makes a mistake and gives us a turnover. Yeah, that's really, uh, that's really the goal. Hopefully you get some turnovers and and keep us in that game. All right, we're gonna uh, stay stay here with John. We're gonna give out some betting picks, some DFS angles here in a little bit. Before we do that, want to shout out MintMobile.com. That's right, Mint Mobile. Tired of getting ripped off by big wireless? Of course you are. Mint Mobile gives you premium wireless, five G, unlimited talk and text for only fifteen dollars a month. They got a seven day money back guarantee. Keep your phone number, keep your phone. Just go to mintmobile.com slash sports SGP. Mintmobile.com slash sports SGP. And uh John, you got a nice head of hair. Rob has a nice head of hair. Justin, all amazing hair. I'm the only guy who's losing my hair, and that's why I gotta go to Keeps. That's right. Keeps help you helps you uh hang on to the hair that you have. They got nice affordable treatment. And if you use our signup link, you get up to one month free. Just go to keeps.com slash SGP, keeps.com slash SGP. And of course, hopefully you're entering your picks over at oddscrowd.com. Great a little app there and website to track your picks. And of course, they have free fantasy betting contests, giving away hundreds of dollars, including the weekly $100 SGPN contest. All right, Justin, it's time to polish it up. 
What is your Justin's gem for this week? An X factor that uh, could make the difference to the game. You know, the last two weeks I was digging for gems and sometimes they're just right there. In this case, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he, he's going to be the difference in the game. There's no doubt about it. So why, why even search harder than that? In this case, I think we just got to do what we were talking about earlier, you know, try to, uh, you know, run some zone, see if uh, the, our defensive line can, you know, get some pressure on him, not make too many mistakes, um, try to hold him within the pocket and get sacks if at all possible. He's just so he has so many tools in his toolkit. I mean, he's going to be able to read pre-snap. He's going to go through his progressions, uh, but we got to try and rattle him somehow, some way. Um, somehow they have two out of three losses right now or two. Uh, they've lost two out of three games. Um, hopefully we could pick something up out of those games. Maybe we could get lucky and have him throw a couple more no look passes because he doesn't seem to be doing too well with those. You know, apparently he was the creator of those, not Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, but him himself, according to analysts as of late, but, um, enough shit talking on Mahomes. Uh, we got to stop him and he is great. No doubt about it. All right. I like you getting to his head, uh, calling him out for the no look pass, stealing the idea of a no look pass. John, uh, we, we, we do a segment here where we talk about what, uh, what us as fans have to do to help the team win. Are you a, uh, are you a superstitious fan when it comes to watching the chiefs? It used to be until Patrick came to my team and now I just trust in him. <laughs> you don't, you don't have a certain Jersey you wear. A certain, like, I, do, I do have a shirt. I, I, I always, I have a Kansas city shirt that uh, my grandma got me back in the day. And I, in most important games, uh, that shirt will go on, but this game, I think, um, I think this is a comeback game for the chiefs. I think they're going to, I think it's going to be a big, big Kansas city day. And I feel like this is what we need to get back on track. Well, that's uh, there. He's not even breaking out the, uh, the nice grandma shirt for the game. That's disrespectful. That's bulletin board <laughs> material. If I've ever heard it, I, I hope I'm going to send this to the Eagles, get that up on the bulletin board. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm taking a step back and punishing the Eagles. They, they did not, they don't deserve for me to wear any of their stuff. I will be wearing a uh, black shirt as I am mourning off that horrible loss. They got to earn the right for me to start rocking my Eagles gear again. Rob, I feel like you're probably with me on that, but what, what is your plan fan wise come Sunday? Yeah, I think they have to earn it, uh, but you know what? I am going to wear my shirt. I'm, I'm going to throw it on. I'm going to go and give them a little faith. I'm not going to quit on them. Uh, you know, game four of the season, but they definitely got to earn some respect back. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what else to say. Uh, maybe we'll I will, they can do. Maybe I will dust off the Dawkins Jersey. It is black. It's a good mix between you know, kind of a funeral vibe, but also, you know, paying homage to Dawkins, a guy who always left it on the field and would never get his ass kicked by Dallas. Justin, what about you? Any, any fan uh, keys to the game? Funny. Uh, you talked about changing up and uh, going with the Dawkins Jersey. I was actually thinking maybe just maybe I'll bust out the Foles Jersey. Ooh. I don't know. It could be too soon. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Hertz just yet. I'll, I'll probably stick with what I got, but I am tempted to, uh, at the moment though, I'll probably stick with the, my, uh, my Eagle shirt that I've been wearing the past three games. Justin, I got really excited there for a second and thought you were going to say you were going to break out the white side Jersey. <laughs> Actually, maybe I will. I'll put on the white side Jersey for this. What yes. the hell? I like it, Rob. I like it. We need to change. I, want, I think white side is the change we need. I bet, you, I bet you he recovers a nice uh, fumble on a punt makes a key game, a key play just because you're rocking that Jersey. 
All right, let's talk. Uh, let's get into some betting uh, angles here. Talk a little DFS, of course. Prize fix promo code SGP, one hundred percent deposit bonus. Go three for three, can turn twenty bucks into one hundred. Prizefix.com promo code SGP. There's a lot of over under options, of course. Hertz passing yards, Mahomes, uh, Clyde Edwards, Lair rush yards, Miles Sanders, Tyree Kill. Uh, so many options here to get involved in this game. Uh, I don't know if you have the numbers in front of you. I can pull them up, John. But who do you? I know you threw up Pringle as a DFS option. What do you like as far as uh, stats wise, DFS? Maybe someone you're on, maybe someone you want to fade, either Eagles or Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, on Kansas City, I think one of the things I expect we'll see is some Tyreek Hill runs. You know, he's had three runs in three games. I expect that they're going to try to open up, uh, open up the running game with some uh, some spacing with Tyreek. So I, I want Tyreek. I just, you know, he's always uh, explosive, but I think they're going to run it with him. I think um, Pringle, I think, is going to be, that's the guy. I mean, I think he's taking over the Sammy Watkins role unless Gordon takes over in a couple of weeks. But Pringle's a guy I really like. Um, and then, you know, I'm not up. The guy I'm fading is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't, you know, he's, he's done almost nothing. I drafted him like six overall in my dynasty league. It's killing me. And uh, Clyde, I'm just kind of over Clyde at the moment. I hope, I hope I change my mind down the road, but I'm not, I'm not a big Clyde fan at the moment. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a dud. And, and, you know, some of the other guys they've been rotating in, you could, you could make a case maybe deserves, maybe deserve a, a few more snaps. I know he's not playing Sunday, but any uh, any optimism about Josh Gordon joining the team? I know he's had a pretty tumultuous career, and he was such a physical beast years ago. But uh, what have you been hearing at a Chiefs camp on Josh Gordon? You know, Mahomes is excited, and you know, I don't know if that's just uh, you know just him just playing up to the media. But in the end, he said he's excited, and I think he fills a role. It's not like we just kind of brought him in. He definitely can fill the Sammy Watkins role. We're missing a big-bodied receiver who can actually you know kind of make those contested catches down the field, and so. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a resurgence. That's that's my hope, uh, and I think there's an opportunity for him to to legitimately change this offense. Yeah, I mean that. It, it, you know, he's just as a football fan, as a fantasy a player or whatever. He's always uh, he's always been super fun to watch. We'll see if uh, you know if he's able to stay on the field and and not uh, get in trouble. And uh, you know, he's not playing against the Eagles, so I, I wish him the best as the season goes along. Rob, what about you? Uh, I got a list here of the uh, prize picks, different lines here. What are a couple you like over unders for this game? Yeah, these are tough because I think we were dead wrong on all of them last week. But uh, you know, I think we may uh, have hit Hurts uh, over passing yards. Uh, you may be right. That, that's true. So the one I'm going to take this week, and John, I did send these to you, so you'll be able to chime in as well. But um. Uh, Miles Sanders, 58 and a half rushing yards. You have to believe after last week, they are going to make an effort to give him the ball and give him a chance. And if there's one thing he has shown, he has the propensity to break a run. So I don't think it would take much for him to hit this 58 and a half yards. I am going to take that as one, especially coming off that two carry performance. You just have to think Sirianni may even overcorrect after that uh, last game. So that's my number one. Number two, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm torn on this, but I'm going to take Tyreek Hill, 81 and a half yards. I'm worried about our secondary. I think the potential's there that he's going to carve us up for a couple big throws, whether or not he has one deep bomb or not, it doesn't take much for him to, to meet 81 and a half yards. So that's going to be my number two. 
And then number three, and I was torn between either the Mahomes or the Jalen Rager, but I am actually going to go Jalen Rager 43 and a half. Um, you know, he's made a few catches and he's had some decent yards. Um, again, last game he had 53 yards, so that would have put him at the over. So I'm going to stick with that. And he's going to be my third pick. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to co-sign the Miles Sanders over just because they're in, he's in front of the home crowd. If he doesn't get those carries uh, there's going to be some real trouble. I, I think for, uh, for Nick Sirianni, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I'm going to go under his rushing yards, 60 and a half rushing yards. It, it seems like he's fallen out of favor a little bit with Andy Reed and, and with the offense in general. And as much as it pains me, I think you got to take the Tyreek Hill over 81 and a half receiving yards. I, I think he gets there. Um, you know, I, 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 I think we just got to like, let him not kill us. So I, I think actually the over on that is uh and he, and he is a good play in uh, DFS too. He's, he's reasonable. Cause he's had a couple uh, you know, smaller production games, Justin, what about you? What are, what are a couple you like here? Uh, Sanders definitely. And you guys pointed it out for those reasons, right? We're going to give it to him. Um, obviously I think they're going to try and make Hertz throw it, but I think we will run it a decent amount, especially against their poor rushing effort. Um, uh, their poor effort to rush to stop the rush. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I actually say he's going to hit the over. He had a hundred yards last week. Granted that was against um, the chargers and their defense is horrific against the run but we have not played well against the run so far this season. And I think he's going to be able to, to crack above the 60, uh, 60 yards there. And then you guys, I think pointed it out, Regor, Um, He actually has more catches than Smith at this point in the season. I think he has 13 to Smith's 11. Granted, I think Smith may have a few yards more than him overall, but he does get the ball. Smith, I think opens a lot of stuff up for Rager on the other side of the field. Um, and I think he could definitely get more than that 43.5 that's listed. John, uh, John, what about you? We just gave some out. We got the list uh, sent over to you. What do you, uh, any couple of these you like? Yeah, I think, I mean, personally, I think Hertz goes over. I think there's going to be, you know, you got to throw the vault ball against the chiefs. I think it's just a matter of time till the Eagles do. And I think the Chiefs' secondary is suspect. Uh, so I think he goes over. Uh, I don't know if Mahomes goes over, but I think he's, he, you know, if they're in a game, if it's close, I think he goes over. And then I like Devontae Smith. I mean, I think he's a, a stud. I, I love the way, I mean, I love his footwork. You know, uh, he's had a few balls that he might've could have come down with, but I think he's going to go over. And I don't think the chiefs cornerbacks, you know, you got uh, the honey badger in the back. He's awesome. But outside of that, uh, the rest of the secondary isn't overly compelling in Kansas city. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I do like his his matchups against some of those guys on the outside, and keep an eye on Quez Watkins as well. I I keep throwing him out there for DFS. He had a pretty good game last uh, last week. You know, he caught that deep ball that Hurts kind of threw up. He had another uh, pretty decent pickup that got called back. He hit his over on the receiving yard, so I would keep uh, playing him. And he's really cheap in DFS, and his his uh, receiving uh, number is pretty low. All right, let's do it. Final score predictions. Of course, the spread right now over at WinBet is uh, Kansas City seven point road favorite. Fifty four and a half is the total. The Chiefs are uh, well. Their Chiefs are minus three hundred five on the money line. Eagles plus two forty five money line coming back. Rob, I'll let you go first. What do you got for the Eagles Chiefs score prediction? 
unfortunately, I'm going to keep it real again, but I think we're in for another rough week. I think, look, we're just outmatched on offense. I don't think we're going to, I just don't see how we're going to be able to keep up with this uh, chiefs offense coming off two losses, coming back to uh, Philadelphia where they know is a, you know, uh, important to Andy Reed. Uh, I think, you know, if you're matching up coaching, obviously you got to give the benefit to Andy Reed as well from a pure coaching standpoint, you know, defense, I, I, I think is a little bit more of an even match. I think both teams have some holes on defense that can be exploited. So at the end of the day, I, I got it at 34, 21 chiefs. Wow. So you got the chiefs covering and a slight play on the over Justin. How say you? What's what's going to be the final score come Sunday? Eagles against the Chiefs. Look, I pointed out that the Chiefs are giving up what is it, an average of 32 points a game at yep. this point in the season. Um that said, we watched our offense last week. <laughs> and it's not good. Come on. Uh, and we've seen KC's offense even in those games that they lost. They still looked amazing. Um Andy Reid coming out of the coming out of the hospital. Um, they're going to win one for the Gipper there. Uh, I took the chiefs as well, but I think it's actually going to be even worse than Rob said. Uh I I honestly think it's going to be 38, 17 chiefs. (laughs) I don't give us a chance or a shot here. Um, I I honestly think it's going to be a blowout even in our own stadium. Wow. That is a dark days come Sunday. You know, I, part of me wanted to take chiefs to punish the Eagles part of me realizes I gotta, I gotta represent the podcast. We can't have a diehard Eagles podcast where everyone is going to predict the Eagles to lose. No one believes in us. And that's hungry dogs run faster. We know that I'm going to dig the dog mask out. We're going to pull out the outright victory 31 28 come Sunday. Everyone's buying back in. It'll be a great recap podcast. Stay tuned. I appreciate you, Sean. I appreciate you. Someone's got around. Sean, before we end, let's get John's prediction too. Chiefs fan, what's uh, what are you? What's your score? What do you say? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a game. That's my opinion. That said, I think the final score. I think it's thirty-one twenty-seven. I picture it like thirty-one. You know, I don't know seventeen or something like that. And it's not a game. And then a few garbage touchdowns. I think it's like seventy-four percent of the public's on KC. I get always get scared about that. So I think it's like a back uh, a garbage time touchdown that covers for the Eagles. Yeah. You always want to fade the public. And it does look like, like John was saying, 74% of the people on the chiefs, what could go wrong? Well, John, thanks for calling in. And of course, uh, worst of luck uh, with the actual game. Do you have any, Thank uh, you guys, anything you want to plug here? <laughs> Over oh, me? No, I, I, I'm just thankful you guys had me on. This was like, I'm on zooms all day long as you guys probably are as well doing work. This is by far the most exciting Zoom I've done, and uh, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, again, appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully your Sunday is a complete disaster. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for tuning into the Dire Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever great podcasts are found. For the Dire Eagles podcast, I'm Sean Sack and the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds, go birds. Go birds.